This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstiles! So, welcome to another edition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, if you're into sports memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. You'll get 20% off. They got everything from comic books to signed wrestling figures, signed wrestling magazines. Anything you need or want, they have it there. Best thing is they ship worldwide. Even better, they update daily. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. If you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Super Mario Brothers 2, Shadow of the Colossus, and GoldenEye 007. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products, visit LegacySubs.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They got everything from sleep aid to muscle building, anything you need or want, it is there. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition at LegacySubs.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device in the descriptions embedded right there. Click on that link. Takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to travel mugs to phone cases. Anything you need or want, it is literally there. But the easiest thing, the freest thing, the best thing you should be doing for the show is rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Most specifically, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's guest is one of the top up-and-coming wrestlers in the world who has been featured in such promotions as WXW and OVW. She is the multi-language speaking, international Swiss sensation, Michelle Green. Thank you so much for the introduction, Steve, and hello to you, dear listeners. I'm excited. So how's it going this fine day? What's up with oh, you? It's really good. Um, I had wrestling practice earlier today. Okay. And um, for the last few weeks, uh, there hasn't been many other students coming because everybody has work and is busy. Um, but today there were some other students, so that was great. I always want to get more in ring time to improve as a performer, as a wrestler. 
And that's fantastic to hear. But before we get into wrestling and all that, I mentioned off the top, you speak a multitude of languages. How many is it exactly that you speak? Um, so I speak five languages. Oh, wow. I speak Swiss German. I am from Switzerland. Um, right. That's where I was born. That's where I lived about half of my life. I've traveled quite a bit oh, wow. um, due to the job of my family. And so I also speak German, English, Spanish, and French fluently. And I'm learning Italian because my oh, wow. hobby is Italian. And then whenever we do go to wonderful Rome in Italy, I do understand a ton. And I have like the basic skills. But sure. Uh, it's still, I'm learning a new language and that can get overwhelming too. But the important thing is to start, right? <laughs> so the first language you spoke was Swiss German then? That was the first official language yes. you, you learned and all that? So obviously then in your mind, when you're thinking to yourself, you think in Swiss German, not in like English or anything else, right? Mm, I think like I, I have heard this from my close friends too. Okay. I'm a very like go-getter person. So I work with lists and I'm always like running things. Okay. So I'm always like planning. I don't really, I'm not consciously thinking in any particular language. I don't think. I think oh, wow. cursing and emotional is more like Spanish. Okay. Um, Makes sense. <laughs> and then usually it's just whatever like language the situation happened in. It's easiest to just describe it. But yeah, I think mostly English at this point. Um, because I travel to the U.S. a lot to train here and to perform. I speak English with my Italian partner. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so my whole life is revolving around wrestling, and that's mostly in English, yes. <laughs> so what's the hardest language, then, that you had to learn? Because obviously your first language is obviously the, probably the easiest, so you, let's knock that one off. After, as becoming older, what was the hardest one that just took you the longest to learn? Mm, I think I learned Spanish, um, but I think they're like, because Spanish, French, and Italian are all like connected to each other, yeah. and English is quite close to German, so mm. I don't feel like any of it was particularly hard for me, just because um, I usually had to learn them in an environment where everybody spoke that language around me, and I'm a very, oh. very social, outgoing person, so I just want to understand and communicate, so it was so much in my interest to learn real quick. <laughs> sure, no, it makes sense. Now, was there anything, like, a particular way to learn easier for you? Like, was it easier for you to watch, like, for example, French TV and pick it up that way, or is it just, just learning as you go? Um, I think it was usually just, like, school and class. Okay. I haven't, uh, I think most, like, foreign films that I've watched are in English, not, Ooh. I haven't. I know I once tried to watch French in Spanish, but it sure. was really unbearable. So uh, <laughs> it's just like it didn't translate the jokes. And, sure. and by that time, it was also um, a bit like lost in time translation wise. So, um, yeah, I did not get very far on that watch. I find that's a big benefit nowadays, too, especially now that everything is global. Like even you see it on Netflix, there's so many shows from different countries nowadays like and i didn't even know like for one example is like denmark i didn't even know they had like a, a a tv like scene over there and some of their shows dropping on netflix is amazing but it's true what you say it gets lost in translation i don't like to watch with the subtitles i like to watch with original language so if it's not in english portuguese or spanish i'm out i can't do it right so i would love to know more languages just so i could watch more entertainment if that makes sense because yeah everything is lost in translation Yes, for sure. No, it's, uh, I enjoy just uh, speaking in whoever's language, like, because 
as closest as you get to like someone's mother tongue it's how they can best express themselves and it's a cool way to connect and uh, yeah i enjoy it <laughs> yeah and okay okay so after italian is there anything else you want to learn do you want to click off your bucket list <laughs> I think for the moment I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm focusing my learning efforts in my professional career. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that you your first half of your life was growing up in Switzerland. Now, for someone who's never been there, and again, I don't know if you noticed this, here in North America, we don't really touch on the Swiss, and there's really not, no, like, neither good or bad. We don't really know much other than the Alps and the chocolates, right? So from your point mm-hmm. of view, how was it growing up in Switzerland? Um, so I actually like during, I spent like half of my life in Switzerland, but I just spent uh, primary school in Switzerland and then um, like my adult life is where I've been in Switzerland. Oh, okay. In between that, um, I've lived in Indonesia, I've lived in Spain, I've lived in Zimbabwe, oh, wow. in Africa. That's cool. So um, yeah, I very much grew up internationally. And as for Switzerland, um we have, at this point, I think, 8 million habitants. Okay. So it's a much smaller place, which is right. why here in the States, when I'm visiting, just the distances and the sizes <laughs> of everything is right? mind-blowing and baffling <laughs> to me. Because all our bigger cities, so mm-hmm. like the biggest city will have like 300,000, which is uh, Zurich, where I'm like living. Sure. And... Um, all the other cities are like within an hour from each other. Okay. And so my bad. parents live in a city that's about like for me to go there with public transport, it would be like two and a half hours for one way. Okay. And I would do that like if it was, for example, one of their birthdays. And people are like, oh my God, that is so far. I don't know how you can do that. <laughs> and here I am every Thursday. I drive myself five hours up to OVW to perform and do the show. And then I drive home at night. Um, it's tough because I'm not used to these distances, but, um, yeah, I I knew very soon getting into wrestling that I was going to have to start driving more because in Switzerland, we just, uh, everybody commutes everywhere with public transport, with buses. It's super safe. I can go out at any time of the day, anywhere in Switzerland and be super safe. And yes, we do have Alps. We do have Swiss chocolate, we have banks, we also have cheese, which is not compared to the Swiss cheese that is here in the supermarket. That's something, some weirdo knockoff. (laughs) And um, yeah, I think within Switzerland, we also speak different languages. So we have about 65% of the population speaks German. And then about um, 30%, 25% would be French. Mm. We have an Italian part that's about roughly 10%. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, so you mentioned you live in all these other different places other than Switzerland. What's been your favorite so far to live in? For whatever reason, if it's just the people, the food, the atmosphere, whatever it was. Uh, To live in, my favorite is Switzerland. I think it has an excellent quality of living. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I always enjoy being home. (laughs) But other than Switzerland, what, what would you choose? Um, I think it depends on, like, um... Yeah, I wouldn't want to nail one down, I think. There's uh, different parts of different countries that I like for different things, yeah. So if someone was to come over to Switzerland that's never been there, what food or Mm -hmm. local dish would you recommend someone to have to start off with? I don't think you should be... I mean, chocolate, yeah, (laughs) probably. But um, 
Yeah, now I've I've just been spoiled with going to Italy because I've traveled to Italy a lot with my hubby, sure. and the food there is so good that I always tell him like I don't know how you do it being anywhere else because in comparison, all the food everywhere else is terrible. The food is so delicious. Mm. It's just it blows my mind. I love also ice cream is my favorite food, so that's oh, heaven there also. And um, yeah, so like for food, I'd be just like maybe just go to Italy and get real good food. <laughs> that's hilarious! Yeah. Oh my goodness! So how is the wrestling scene then in Switzerland? Because I've never heard. Obviously, everyone's heard of Claudio, of course, right? But other than that, like, how's the wrestling scene over there? And who else has come out of Switzerland? Well, it's funny you mentioned Claudio because that's how I got into wrestling. Oh, okay. Um, I like knew of wrestling somewhere in the back of my head. And then when he became the U.S. champion, I think it was in 2015, I read a newspaper article. Okay. And I was just fascinated. And I was like, huh, I wonder what this is. And then <laughs> I just dove into the internet and never came out. Oh, wow. And um, it was also the time of the uh, women's revolution or evolution in wwe and it would just motivate me to do like my home workouts and that's how i started out getting into wrestling and um so then after three years about of being a fan Mm -hmm. i moved to zurich because i was at the time living in another switzerland city Mm -hmm. and that is where the wrestling academy robas is so this is a training school and uh then eventually, one of my best friends told me, okay, lady, now you live in Zurich. When are you going to go? Go. <laughs> and um, so I went, and I just I fell in love with it, and it exponentially grew from there. Until then, um, during that pandemic, I was like, life is short. Mm. I'm going to do what I love. and going to pursue my passion, and I quit my job as a marketing manager in December 2020 to pursue wrestling full-time. Wow, nice. Good for you. So then, okay, looking back now, who's some of your favorite wrestlers and some of the, your favorite promotions that you watch when you did delve into the internet and you said you never got out? Um, I loved the WWE. I loved the Four Horse Women okay. that were coming up. Charlotte Flair is... Um, one of the wrestlers that I enjoy the most. And then I would go to WXW in Germany also as a fan and experience live wrestling. So I would see Walter or Gunther sure. uh, performing <laughs> there. Um, yeah, and it's amazing. Or like Ilya or some other people that have gone on to NXT UK and international stars come there too. So it was just uh, mesmerizing. <laughs> Right, and again, you, then you got to perform in WXW, so it's like, you know, you see them, you go there, like, I always tell, uh, a lot of people don't know about WXW, but I always say good stuff about, they've even come to Toronto, believe it or not, and they've put on shows here too, so they're, ta- yeah, it's so true, everyone you saw in WWE's version of NXT UK pretty much wrestled in WXW at one point or another, like, you know what I mean? Yes. So there's so many of these promotions have- out there. In, um, so WXW, I would say is the most important European wrestling company currently. And um, I wrestled for their NXT version in July. And now actually my first time wrestling on the main show will be on the 1st of October, which is for their all-women's tournament event, Femme Fatale. And to me it means a ton because I remember being there and I remember 
looking up to the women and admiring them and then seeing them at the merch tables and standing next to them I just I realized that like what wrestling and women and people in wrestling they come in all shapes and sizes and that yeah. was like I remember having that moment standing there and feeling like hmm so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> and so that's why especially this one is gonna mean a ton to me so how did it all come about? Did they contact you? Did they see your work? Or were you putting in tapes to them? How did it exactly go down? Oh, I hung down everyone. <laughs> That's good. No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's going to be a yes sooner or later. You can come now or you can come <laughs> later. But it's going to be a yes. If you don't reply, I'm still going to update you and keep going. Because uh, I got places I'm wanting to go. And I want to go with you. And um, yeah. No, I've, I've showed some of my uh, classmates or friends like how I organize my reaching out. So I have like an Excel sheet and then I'll have the promotion when mm -hmm. I've been reaching out to them, how I reached out to them, who's the person, their next events. So it's like Smart. a big spreadsheet. And um, yeah, then routinely I'll just follow up because you just have to stay on top of people's mind and create yeah. a big buzz. Because things change all the time in business, in life, in wrestling. And um, I'm always happy to help out and wrestle. So for people like us over here, the ignorance of the North Americans. Because I know, okay, I lived in Portugal. I know how it is. Europeans make fun of the North Americans, you know. It, it happens. But we don't know as much as, you know, the rest of the... I always find it weird. Maybe not Canada, but maybe you could contest to this because you travel a lot to the States too. But I always find that the States knows a lot about their history, but knows barely anything about the rest of the world. Whereas... Even up here in Canada, we have world history and stuff like we don't only learn about Canadian history. And obviously, everyone is an immigrant and came from somewhere. And majority of Canadians when I grew up were mostly Europeans, right? So, but now nowadays people don't know. But again, thanks to the internet, we do know. But what other than WXW? What other some promotions people should be checking out over there in Europe? Um, I've actually been stateside for quite a while, so um, I think they should check out all the promotions that I'm going to be on okay, this fall. fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to perform in Switzerland with uh, Serious Entertainment, okay. and uh, it's run by Jazzy Gabbert, um, Alpha Female. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm also going to be in Austria oh, for wow. an all-women's promotion called Rings of Europe, which also features all the women that are... Um, running Europe so I'm super happy for those and I plan to travel even more as I am going to be from October to December in Europe for a bigger wrestling tour in Europe yes so and you brought up shapes and sizes and everything and you know you said you have a chance to do it that's what I loved about wrestling when I first started watching because I'm I'm an old guy I started watching wrestling in the 80s when everyone was like you had someone like Kamala to Andre the Giant to the Ultimate Warrior like every shape and size you had it and that's what lured me in because it made it was like a big spectacle then there was what they called the dark ages when everyone was the cookie cutter wrestler that everyone thought that that's what you wanted now it's different again now everyone gets into it whatever whatever but do you go back and study like the old tapes of even stuff that before you were born just to get some sort of difference and nuances added to your repertoire Yes, of course. Um, I watched, uh, often when I'm also doing cardio, I watch matches. Okay. Um, I watched um, stuff from Medusa today, for example. I watched okay. Wendy Richter. Nice. Um, I also have coach Dr. Tom Pritchard, which is 
why I keep coming to Knoxville, Tennessee to train sure. under him, um, pointing me in directions or watching specific matches together with him. Like I mentioned, for example, if I'm the only student there for an afternoon session, then I will ask him to educate me on history and watch it together with him or watch matches. And he always likens it to gold mining, that you never know what you're going to find. And sure. um, sometimes um, you find a maneuver where you're like, hmm, okay, and then you can try it out and either it'll fit you or you don't really see how it would float with your character and then you just um, move on and keep digging. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, that's how you evolve, I think, and grow. And so, yeah, I definitely um, try to as much. Also, of course, with like keeping up to date with the current uh, wrestling going on. I, the other day I was watching, I think, um, FTR against the Young Bucks. Okay. Um, because I had a tag team coming up. Oh, and there was smart. this one near fall where the FTR kicked out. And it just really got me. And I was like clapping on the <laughs> while I was running on the treadmill. And I was like, wow, that's a moment. <laughs> I know, right? That's when wrestling is at its best. Because, again, like me, I'm very jaded now, and I've pretty much seen it all. But there's still those spots where it's like, all right, I'll soft clap like to myself. like You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, they, they deserve it. It's like, that's when it's so nice to be a fan again. And obviously, when, when previous wrestlers I haven't seen in a while come back, that always tickles me, too. I, I love... Seeing that as well, but you 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 were talking about it evolving and everything. First training in Europe, coming over stateside. What was some of the things that was sort of different from over there to over here that you had to like shed? Well, I did take like in between steps. So I started wrestling in Switzerland. Then I would go train in Germany like twice for a week, just okay. because for me they're the top of the states in Europe and I just wanted to get the feeling for me like like how far can you go sure and um then actually I first went to Mexico for three months to train because during oh, COVID okay. that was the only place that was really open sure. and um I had some contacts there and I trained there three months wow. and it was super challenging also um because Through, like, the pandemic, so my regular training kind of got broken up and kept mm -hmm. getting interrupted. So I felt like the basics weren't really sticking with me yet sure. in American wrestling. Mm -hmm. To then go to Mexican, uh, to Lucha Libre, yeah. and um, learn something completely different. Um, it was a big shift for me. It was super challenging. Um, they also all work really hard at the gym. It's a very different mentality. I would say, mm -hmm. and I adapted. It was, however, really very challenging for me um, to grow into that. And over time for myself, I realized that I really enjoy the characters in wrestling. That's what entertains me. Yeah. And um, it coincided with uh, having a friend introduce me to Thunder Rosa nice. in Texas. I had a phone call with her, a video call, and she's like, yes, come over. We have a lot of women training together. And 
being that most schools where I go to, I'm the only woman, that is so exciting because um, oh. normally we're going to wrestle women and getting to train together with different kinds of women with different styles, that was super interesting to me. And um, so I trained in Texas for about four or five months mm-hmm. um, last year with Jazz, Rodney Mack, and Thunder Rosa before then awesome. making my way to Knoxville. Yes, so it's been the adaptation, and I really love the training that I'm getting from Dr. Tom Pritchard. So that's why I keep returning here because, um, yeah, he's uh, the man to me. <laughs> that's Coach. awesome. That's all. And shout out to Jazz. She's a former guest and friend of the show. So it's great that, mm-hmm. and she has a ton of people that come out of her school, and everything she does, I don't know, there's just something about that woman. It's just. Like, you know what I mean? You walk into a room, like, she commands it, but at the same time, she's such a sweetheart. Like, you know what I mean? And that's so hard to pull off nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a badass woman. And, um, yeah, I'm very happy to uh, call her also my coach. I see her usually when uh, there's NWA tapings and I go help out. Oh, there you go. Nice. Um, or at, like, the bigger events, like... Uh, mm-hmm. WrestleMania and this kind of stuff because I'm always also going to be around those events and so is she and it's always That's incredible awesome. to meet her and Rodney Mack again and um, yeah oh that's cool to hear of course. yeah no no they are awesome people no no doubt no doubt so what was the hardest thing for you to grasp when you first stepped foot through those ropes into a wrestling ring mm, I think it just takes time and repetition all together I don't think there's one specific point thing that I could um, point at I think it's more like learning to work along your strengths more and the things that you like to do and feel them out and um, yeah I think it's more that I liken my personal style more to that of a all-rounder and I do personally quite enjoy more um, technical and grappling stuff. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I try to... I care more about the story and the message and the personality and the character. No, that makes sense. No, of course. And it goes... And that, again, that's another thing that I always say about wrestling. You could be pure into the technical part of it where you want a solid five-star match every time. Or you could be a part of good characters, great storytelling, and that could lead to a five-star match in itself because some of my favorite matches were probably one or two suplexes and one headlock were in it and everything else was just because it was so entertaining and so much fun. Yeah, and also the storyline that is built up. I remember um, there's one, I think it's the second, John Cena against The Rock, Mm -hmm. and there's really just one high spot where John Cena comes up with an elbow from the top rope and for the rest of it, it's... The fundamentals right and so um yeah i always have it ingrained with me from coach uh, less is more make stuff mean more so that's what i work towards and uh i try to not go in with like a super specific plan or like sure. too many things planned because then i know i'd be thinking how like what's coming up and or what did you also want to do instead of being in the moment and feeling and being in 
in the match, if that makes sense. No, that completely. And again, and it shows in your work because the way you sell is fantastic. Like you see either if you're happy, angry, or you're in pain. And again, that's what you're supposed to be seeing in a wrestling match. If you want to still play at kayfabe, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's still a performance. It's, you have to believe it to suspend a little bit of disbelief, right? Well, and I do want to win, and I do <laughs> well, that's want true to become too. <laughs> a champ wherever I want to go. So it's not it's not phony to me at all. It's real in that sense because oh, no, of course, um, yeah, I have uh, this is what I want my living to be for a long time. So <laughs> no, that's awesome, and you also seem comfortable performing and cutting promos. Were you ever nervous at one point? And how did you become so comfortable so fast? <laughs> um, well, I, my first like love artistically was singing. Oh, there it is. Okay. So I did that as a teenager already okay. performing. So I think it gets you just more used to like the butterflies and the nervousness because I feel like if you don't have those, it means you don't care. And I always care. Oh, so that makes um, sense. you always have to... Like, I'm always excited and happy to get to perform. And um, so that definitely helped with that. And then um, the university I went to, I went there for economics. Okay. And that specific one, uh, we have a lot of presentations. Okay. Um, I was the head of the Swiss Student Association, like all oh, wow. sororities and fraternities together. I was the boss for one year. Oh, wow. okay. So I did like four to five speeches a week for a year and um yeah i'm just outgoing i like being creative and with the promos especially too with the character stuff of course because michelle green is me and <laughs> so it's just um we'll just take small things and i'll get inspired and i think hmm, maybe there's something here and um yeah, it's usually, often it's related to food or songs. <laughs> <laughs> there you so go. Those are the main things that I have going on, but it can also be like something that you experience out during the day. I think that's something that Joe Galley, he's a commentator at NWA, and he yeah. used to be our um, coach okay, yeah. um, at Dog Dojo, also said, he's like, mm-hmm. you are different, embrace it, and tell us like what you're experiencing, and... Mm. Um, so I think that really helped me. He also made me like nail down once. He's like, "Who are you? Why are you different? What what what's the USP?" And that really made me uh, like understand better in what direction to push. But um, yeah, it's I like doing it. I, I always go to promo class. We have a promo class on Wednesdays, which is just for the beginners. But I always go because there's always something to learn. And um, I came here to train. And um, you have to train public speaking as well. No, of course. And I always say, if you're not learning, you're dying, in my opinion. Because you always, yeah. I, th- I, my whole thing in life is always to try at least learn something new or some fact, something different every day. Because at least like that, your brain's still working somewhat. <laughs> yeah, my um, one of my good friends, um, her name is actually also Michelle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, she used to always have as her WhatsApp status, and she's like a comfort zone. Is the cemetery of all ambitions. Oh, wow. So whenever you feel uncomfortable, I like to think of that and like cling on to the idea of like uh, outside of the comfort zone is where the magic happens. 
It's true. So, or like it being like growing pains. Mm-hmm. Of course, all reasonably, you know. But, yeah, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, that, it's just like momentary uncomfort to then you will learn and get to a new place in your journey. So. No, of course. And you've been a heel most of your career. Now, do you have a preference or are you just good with the heel character for now? Um, actually, I started out um, more leaning towards the um, perceived bad guy side. Mm-hmm. But then at OVW, since uh, from March to throughout mid-August, I was a face full okay, for the whole time. And that really helped me. Um, I think it's not what I would have wanted at the time, but it's what okay. I needed. Sure. <laughs> so Al Snow and Doug Basham and the whole crew there, um, they've also helped me grow a lot as a performer. And um, now, again, I'm living the Swiss sensation, Michelle Green life. Um, is going after what she wants, yeah. <laughs> now, do you have any preference, though, moving forward? Uh, or oh, wh- where you enjoyed the Michelle most playing? Green is money. Yeah, Michelle Green is money. Oh, there you go. Especially with that little purse, right? <laughs> That's the added touch. <laughs> I got that one as a Christmas present oh, from okay. um, my hubby's sister. And yeah. I looked at it and I was like, what am I going to wear this with? And then I was like, I am going to wear this with my wrestling boots. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Put it to use, exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, and you also brought up that you were training with a lot of men, and then obviously you got to train at Jazz Gym and there was women there. What are your thoughts on intergender wrestling? Are you a fan? Do you enjoy it? Or is it just, again, part of the show? Um, I'm open to it, but there's so many great women's wrestlers. I don't see why there would need to be one. But if it makes sense for the storyline, I'm... Very open to it. Like I just, as I said, I mostly train with men. Um, we have matches. It's uh, yeah. I think coming back to the idea of different sizes and shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was starting, and people who don't know wrestling, they'll be like, "What you? Don't you have to be like six foot tall and um, ripped to the core?" Because yeah. I wasn't at the time. I think I'm very, I'm very, I'm in very good shape now. Um, and I was like, well. If I'm supposed to be the underdog, it would make sense that you perceive me as less of a physical threat. Right. And if I'm supposed to be the antagonist, then it makes sense that I would need to find other ways to win than winning by a arm wrestling contest, you know? Sure. <laughs> so I think that's the, the exciting thing about wrestling. No, exactly. And again, that's, we keep saying it over and over. It, it's the different nuances. It's the different things you add. There's no right thing. Like I, I had PCO on the other day and he was talking about how wrestling, like, and this guy has seen, seen obviously he's seen it all, like from top to bottom. And yeah. he's willing to adapt because he even said, he's like, there's no one way of running the ropes. If you could run it a different way, but still run it correctly, why not? Yes. And sometimes like, uh, Especially doing things outside of your comfort zone that will get you to a newer Again. place. And it's a collaboration. It's an art form. And, uh, yeah, that's how you make art. It's not 
I think coming off of university, I had like this idea, you know, you get your task, you will go work on it really hard, and then I'm going to come out, I'm going to present it, <laughs> sure. everybody's going to stand up, everybody's going to clap, and they'll be like, yeah, we don't need to change anything, it's perfect just the way it was, you nailed it. Yeah, you think how many times that happens in life? Zero for I everyone. It's true. So um, the more you collaborate with people, the better for everyone involved, and I think it's like that in all areas of life. There's no perfect solution. No, it's true. And, and I think that's the problem as humans. We're too much black and white. There's not enough of people in the gray part. And I think that's what we need, a little bit of each area. Like, you know, like they, they always say in moderation. I think, now this is maybe a bit philosophical. I feel like oh, we all have our moments in, let's say in like maybe the teenage years, we will more lean to things being white and black sure. and then there will come the time usually when people start working I would assume where people realize it's more of a gray thing mm -hmm. and then I feel like once you find a passion and once you truly love it can be a thing a person you realize that there's so many colors and it's amazing right. and I'm very fortunate to have a passion in wrestling and to have a fantastic partner who supports me through all of this and who's wonderful And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a privilege and a joy. And then you realize that there's a whole myriad of colors that you get to have fun. No, exactly. Well put. So you've been wrestling for a short period of time. I, again, you're a very intelligent person from just talking to you and you have long-term plans and all that. Do you have your sort of board where you have your short-term goals versus your long-term goals in wrestling? Uh, yes, I do. So I've been training for three years. Um, I have been, I had my wrestling debut in November, um, so that will be my anniversary coming up then. However, I've been in ring, so total like, this is my eighth month, because I was uh, wow. two months at home. Okay. And um, so, I've been, this is my eighth month, I've had 45 matches, nice. um, so roughly two matches a week, and um My goal is to get signed next year. Oh, there you go. That's awesome. And uh, yeah. but again, by the looks of it, you're way ahead. I would have not have pegged that you just started in November because it seems like you're a few, at least a few years into it for sure. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I recently got that feedback a bunch of times and it means a lot because I'm pouring all of my heart into it. And um, yeah. I think uh, it's amazing to get that feedback that it shows. And again, you're a well-traveled person, you've been all pretty much almost all around the world. Is there any place you still want to hit or wrestle in, or even a particular venue that you want to wrestle in potentially? Hmm. Well, my sister lives in Australia. Okay. So I definitely want her to see me wrestle. My parents are going to see me wrestle for the first time now in October as well as my hubby okay, nice. and my friends too um, because I've been stateside um, sure. there's except for the one WSW match so far all my matches have been in the US so um, I'm gonna not only be international but internationally a wrestler <laughs> <laughs> more so now coming um, I would always still love to go back to Mexico and wrestle there Um, I always enjoyed the AAA product, yeah, so that's too. something I particularly enjoy. And um, 
here that well there's always uk friends in germany and they're pretty rowdy <laughs> so i'm looking forward to uh go to england or to the uk at all <laughs> and um i mean the exciting thing is that there's passionate wrestling fans all over the world so I know. i'm really open-minded on that and um yeah no i think i've hit the all the continents traveling wise personally but um <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for what the future holds. Nice. So I get, now you said it. You're going to perform in front of loved ones for the first time. Is this going to be like your most nervous moment? Because <laughs> I'm the same way. I'll, I could stand up and MC anything in front of a bunch of strangers because to me, I don't care if someone else was up here, they would say the same thing. It's just their, their own insecurities. But when it's loved ones, it means a bit more if you screw up in front of them. So are you a bit more nervous for this match now? Um, I haven't really put much thought into it because I'm just uh, focused on what's right ahead of me. Okay, fair and, enough. And um, I think it'll be exciting. I always, like, uh, I mean, I train and uh, I perform all the time, so it'll be fine. It will be interesting to see their uh, opinions because my parents came to a wrestling show once when I was uh, being a valet. Oh, okay. And they did not love it at all. Oh, they no. They really, really hated it. Yeah, they <laughs> were not into it. They were like, because uh, this was like way back. They were like, these guys uh, don't look acrobatic. This is not oh. like it is on TV. Gotcha. Um, and I was like, okay, <laughs> tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, but they have seen my matches. Um, at the beginning, I sent all of them to them, but okay, I mean, you know, I, I don't, I haven't been sending them all my fifty matches. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as for goals, like you mentioned earlier, I think yeah. when I was training, something that always kept me going is that I got my golden wrestling boots made when I was in Mexico, oh, okay. and I always had them in my room, like close to my bed, mm -hmm. watching them, and I was like coming for you so those really kept me going through a bunch of things and then once i had the first match i wanted to get to 10 matches because i felt like then i would feel more comfortable with um sharing the matches i was having right um and then after that my milestone the next milestone i'm trying to reach is 50 after that would be 100 um just uh yeah always uh, keep pushing keep learning no and again that's what we've been pretty much saying throughout the whole of this episode, right? Okay, so before we get to the worst story of the week, let's get to know some other stuff about you. Okay, what was the last yes. show that you binge-watched? I binge-watched? Um, my hubby and I actually watched Sandman, not because he, I think, particularly loved it, but okay. it was just uh, something to chill out to. But no, usually I don't watch anything. I'm just... No? Just what? Just pure focused on wrestling, right? Yeah. I got recently asked what my hobbies are. I'm like, I don't understand the question. Because <laughs> I was going to say, other oh. than wrestling, are you like into gaming? Like, do you no. like read or anything? Or no, just straight wrestling, huh? No, I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's all. No, I call home and talk to my man. And sure, fair then, enough. Um, yeah, but my mind's on this. I didn't leave... Like, I didn't come this far to only come this far. I'm a long way from home. No, that is true, too. I know. I'm where I need to be and I'm going to be where I want to be. 
No, and again, that's awesome to hear. Okay, how about this? I know you said you don't watch much and whatnot, but even if it's old, it doesn't matter. What was the last yeah. movie you watched in the theaters? Oh, I watched Jurassic Park. Oh, okay, so that's um, recent. Yeah, I'm not, I feel like, I always used to say, like, I feel like on, like, the nerd scale, I'm, like, from 1 to 10, I would say I'm, like, a 3 or 4, because even okay. about wrestling, I'm not, like, like, I haven't been a fan all my life. Of course, right. now I'm obsessed. But, um, yeah, and I don't think there's, like, that many other specific things that I'm, like, very clued in. And um, my hubby says, yeah, no, you're, like, a five. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're right in the um, middle. So, but Jurassic Park is one of the things I just happen to like. I just really like the special effects of it. Sure. I'm not into horror movies at all. I get spooked easily. That's okay. why also um, on like the topic of death matches, I'm like, I'm just really squeamish. I just, oh. it's not, yeah, it's hard for me because sometimes I'll be in the kitchen and then he'll just walk by and I'm like, <gasps> so um, I just, I get startled really easily. So, sure. but Jurassic Park, I can deal with. Um and the previous one to the one that was in the movies, I found nobody that wanted to watch it with me, and I ended up watching it by myself. Aww. And I was really sad. And then <laughs> that was before knowing um, my hubby. Right. And then I asked him if he wanted to go with me, and I was so, so happy when he came to watch it with me. There you go. It's like, oh, I'm the luckiest girl. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I haven't watched it yet. Is it decent? Should I? Because I, I, I like Jurassic, but I like the original ones. I'm not really a fan of the recent ones. But is it half decent? Should I watch it then? I mean, it's decent, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think. We also didn't spend the money on 3D. We were like, no, we'll just uh, get some snacks instead. Ah, there you go. Um, That's true. But, yeah. No, um, it was fine. I wanted to watch uh, Thor, the new one, because what? I wanted to see buff Natalie Portman, but I haven't. Oh, there you go. Um, it's on Disney now. You can watch it on Disney+. Plus. You don't even have to go to theater anymore. But then I'm watching it by myself again. See, to there you go. <laughs> right now, I'm like... Um, if I'm having a meal, I'm watching like makeup. What's it called? Glow up the makeup thing from the UK. It's like oh, okay, yeah, I saw it's the reality show, makeup. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I try to mix up my makeup every now and then. Also, like I started doing makeup like maybe I don't know five, maybe five eight years ago. Okay. I wasn't like uh, doing a lot of makeup growing up and things mm -hmm. like that, but. Um, it's part of the performance, and it matters how you look. And um, I always, I don't always paint myself the same way. Sure. Um, so then sometimes I'm like uh, calling home with my hubby, and I'm like, pick a number, and then I just say, and then I'll be like, oh, okay, it's this color today, <laughs> and then I'll just go with that. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's awesome! Well, ready for the worst story of the week? Okay. All right. So this week's story comes from a town in Vermont where mysterious garbage bags kept popping up in one of their forests over there. Would you care to guess what was inside these garbage bags? And no, it was not just regular garbage. It was other stuff. And it wasn't just trash? No, it wasn't regular trash, no. Uh... Remember, it's the weird story, so get as weird as you could think. <laughs> Hair? Uh, maybe, a little bit inside, but... <laughs> It was actually human body waste, or obvious, or feces, or whatever you want to call it. Oh. 
over 400 pounds worth in garbage bags filtered throughout this forest. Can you believe that? How disgusting that would be if you're walking through a forest? It's very nasty. Right? I don't know what some people are thinking. Well, I'm not that much into hiking. And, uh, <laughs> so you're safe. It definitely didn't make me want to go for a hike anytime soon. It's super popular in Switzerland. Like in summer, all the like, uh, Instagram feeds and stuff right. is filled with people who went hiking. But like, I do sport for a living and I work out for a living. The last so, thing I want to do in my right? free time is more sport. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I just want to go lay at a beach and chill. Bake. I don't blame you. Not swimming. And I'm not swimming. I just want to be in the water and I want to chill. It's, yeah. <laughs> so to put this all into perspective here, the whole story. So someone reported the bags the first time around. City workers came in. They disposed of it. And they actually put up signs, believe it or not, that said... No dumping. Do you think it worked? <laughs> no, it didn't work. So more and more bags. More yeah, more and more bags kept on popping up. And this has been going on all summer, apparently. And the worst part is... Oh, this is now? This is now. It's still currently happening. They still haven't caught oh, the person. Or the persons who keep doing this. And to me, I find... Like, even to the point where Vermont officials are pleading with the public... If you know anything, please step forward. Or if you're this person, just stop doing this. Like, you know what I mean? Is this Vermont, Canada or U.S.? No, in the U.S., the state of Vermont. Oh, okay. Uh, it's some small town. And I, to, I don't understand. Like, invest in some cameras or something. Like, wouldn't it be easy just to put a camera in a tree, right? That is a very good point. <laughs> so maybe it's an inside job. Maybe it's the cops that are doing it. <laughs> They're protesting something. That is a really wild story. Yeah, again. That you dug up. I, I don't know what people do. Anything's possible nowadays. Like, uh, what's like the weird, not even the weirdest, what's the coolest thing you ever found? Like, just say walking by or just in a park or something? Because I'm sure everyone has some sort of story of finding something. Oh, I misplace my stuff all the time. So when I find that again, I'm like, hey, here it is. <laughs> you get excited. That's funny. <laughs> um, I used to misplace the necklace of my um, that my sister gave me quite a bunch. Okay. Um, <laughs> so much that I didn't wear it for a while, but now I am again. Um, there you go. Did I misplace? Oh, my watch. I also misplaced it for about a oh year when I moved houses, and then I could never find it again. And then I was like, when I went to Mexico, I didn't have a watch, which right. as a Swiss person, is uh, that is something. And it kept being late. And um, <laughs> yeah, did, my Swiss friends did not love it. I do have one friend who's Argentinian. She's... Okay. Uh, when she says she's going to be there, I'm like, yeah, send me a photo of you at the station and then I'm going to leave my house because otherwise it's going to be me waiting there for an hour. <laughs> and um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I like uh, wearing my watch because um, uh, yeah, being on time is important and respecting other people's time too. Yeah, that's a big but one. But having said that, I'm not great at guessing time, like how long things take. Okay. So I try to be like, this is how long I think it's going to take. And then probably add like at least 30 to 60 minutes more. Oh, wow. Just in case. Just, for, <laughs> just in case. Yeah. 
Oh, that's funny. I'm really trying. <laughs> well, there you go. That's all that matters. Well, in, in my case, the one thing, I, I, it doesn't mean much now, but looking back, I don't know why, because it's just maybe because I was so happy when I found it. I was 12 years old. I'll never forget it. It was in the early 90s. I found a $20 bill. I thought oh. I won the lottery. Like, you do yeah. not understand. Like, I used to find like maybe pennies, quarters, but to find a $20 bill... At age 12? Oh my, you know how much candy I bought with that back in the day? <laughs> and this is a story about how you lost all your teeth. <laughs> Oddly enough, knock on wood, no, I still have all my original teeth. <laughs> well, Michelle, thank you very much for coming aboard today. Really appreciate it, you being here. Plug whatever you want to promote. The floor is all yours. This episode will drop on September 29th. Okay, that sounds fantastic. That will be two days before my WXW um, Femme Fatale show, which will also be available to watch online on the WXW network. I would love if all your listeners could follow me at I'm Michelle Green on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, preferably everything, because as you know, your net work is your net worth mm -hmm. so the more people i have um sending me love and support and likes and retweets and all that good stuff um it helps me achieve my dreams it's for free for you um gives you my eternal gratitude so at i michelle green is where you can find out everything about the swiss sensation um dropping fun stuff daily and um, yeah, I'm excited for what the future holds. This was an incredibly fun podcast, and I don't say that lightly. So thank you oh, very, thank very you. much for having me on on that podcast, Steve. No, really appreciate it. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, most definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Now, I really didn't get it out of you throughout the episode. One last question before I let you go. Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Um, Charlotte Flair, for me personally. That's right, you did say I that. also really like um, MJF. I like Jericho. There you go. Seth Rollins, Jay White. Um, Fantastic list. And The Miz. The Miz is one of my favorites, too. You know what? Thank you. Because I was, again... Being older, I was watching wrestling when Miz first came in. And I think that's where the stigma goes with the Miz. Because I think if you saw him from the beginning, you don't really take him seriously because he came from the reality world, reality TV world. Like, you know what I mean? And you always hear those stories how he wasn't even taken seriously in the locker room, whatnot. But I hats off to the man. The guy deserves the more accolades than what he receives. Two-time Grand Slam champ, like, you know what I mean? And it's like, no one thought he was going to amount to anything. And look at, speaking of empires and creating stuff, look what he's created and with his wife. Natalia also. There you go. Good old Canadian. Natalia has an amazing career and um, is killing it. Awesome. On that note, she's Michelle. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. <laughs>